Hey, it's Friday High Day, August 19th, 2022. California is trying to get legislation passed this month to protect employee rights. The Department of Transportation proposes new guidelines for cannabis testing of drivers. Metric nabs another contract. We've got that and more, so get ready. The marijuana industry is constantly changing with new laws, rules, and regulations. You need to know what's happening. We keep you up to date by bringing you the latest information on the marijuana industry. So get ready, because this is the M News Now. There are currently 21 states that have laws protecting employment rights for medical cannabis users. And five of those states also protect employee rights for recreational cannabis use off of work hours. There are also several cities which protect recreational use off work hours as well including New York City, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Atlanta, Baltimore, Kansas City, Missouri, Rochester, New York, and Richmond, Virginia. California branch of the National Organization for Reform of Marijuana Laws, or NORML, their deputy director, Ellen Comp, points out, California, a global leader in progressive causes, still has no protections for its workers who consume cannabis. It's high time to change that and protect California's workers. Hopefully, that is about to change. Current state law protects employees from workplace discrimination. California Measure AB 2188 proposes to amend this law and also make it against the law for an employer to discriminate against a person in hiring, firing, or any type of discipline or penalty based upon their use of cannabis off the job and away from the workplace. There would be some exceptions, including some jobs in building and construction or transportation. The bill also specifies that it does not preempt state or federal laws, which require testing as a condition of receiving federal funding, benefits, or entering into a federal contract. The proposed bill would make employers unable to base employment decisions on urine or hair tests that detect only the inactive metabolites of THC. The bill would still allow the use of oral swap or computer-based performance tests that are a better indicator of recent use or impairment. The proposed bill would make employers unable to base employment decisions on urine or hair tests that detect only the inactive metabolites of THC. The bill would still allow the use of oral saliva swabbing or computer-based performance tests that are a better indicator of recent use or impairment. The bill has previously passed through the California Assembly, the Senate Judiciary, and the Labor Committee. This week, it also passed the Senate Appropriations Committee. A third reading of the bill took place yesterday, August 18th, and it's now headed to the Senate floor for a full vote. All legislation must be voted on before August 31st. If passed on the Senate floor, it'll then head to the governor's desk, where he'll have until September 30th to either sign it into law, veto it, or let it pass without interference. If it does pass into legislation, it wouldn't take effect until January 1st, 2024. That allows time for the availability of saliva tests to catch up to the expected demand. An interesting history of urine testing for cannabis was told by Dale Geringer, the director for the California branch of Normal. He told High Times, This whole urine testing regime is really the result of government fraud in the first place. There was never any good evidence that urine testing, in particular looking for metabolites, had anything to do with public safety. There's never been an FDA study to show that it's true. Gearinger pointed out that normally it's required to have a double-blind, controlled clinical study to prove efficacy. He said, That was never, ever done for urine testing. It was basically a scam by former Reagan drug officials who, after leaving the government, 
went into the urine testing business and were well-connected in general with the government, who sort of decided that it would be profitable to require these tests a long time ago, the late 80s. And so we're just putting an end to that fraud. We'll be keeping a watch on AB 2188 through the end of this month and see what happens as it gets its final Senate vote. In February, a top Wells Fargo analyst said that the main reason for rising costs and worker shortages in the transportation sector is the continued federal prohibition on cannabis and its subsequent drug testing mandates. Kyle Yeager of Marijuana Moment has reported on an update from the U.S. Department of Transportation regarding federal guidelines for commercial drivers over cannabis consumption. With federal law still classifying cannabis as a Schedule I drug, drivers are subject to testing every two years. Under current laws, they absolutely cannot use cannabis with THC in it for any reason, even if it's state legal or if they have a medical prescription or they have a religious use. However, hemp-derived CBD is federally legal. It was legalized under the 2018 Farm Bill. With that in mind, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration this week published a proposed update to their handbook for medical examiners who are responsible for issuing U.S. Department of Transportation certifications. The draft of the new section on cannabis was published in the Federal Register on Tuesday this week. That new handbook draft says that while drivers are not prohibited from using federally legal CBD products that contain up to 0.3% THC per dry weight, it does caution examiners that the use of it could still jeopardize physical exam certifications. They state that commercial drivers who use CBD products are doing so at their own risk. The reason for the warning in the draft states, there is no federal oversight to ensure that the labels on CBD products that claim to contain less than 3% of dry weight THC are accurate. Therefore, drivers who use these products are doing so at their own risk. That draft handbook's now open for public comment until September 30th. A link to the proposal and a link to where you can comment on the changes can be found at federalregister.gov under search for Qualifications of Drivers and Cannabis. The Department of Transportation did also recently propose a revised drug testing policy, which would allow saliva-based tests as an alternate option to urine-based testing that's currently used. They also proposed a 4 nanogram per millimeter screening test cutoff for THC, which would detect the use of marijuana while eliminating possibilities of positive tests resulting from passive exposure. That proposal is currently under internal review. In 2020, the Oglala Sioux Tribe on the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota, with an estimated 40,000 residents, overwhelmingly voted to legalize recreational and medical cannabis on their sovereign land. On the other hand, the tribe has had a ban on alcohol which has been in place for the last 100 years, and they have no plans to change that. People on the reservation say that they see cannabis as a safe and natural alternative to alcohol. They also see it as a positive tool for managing things like mental health issues and chronic illnesses. Anne-Marie Bean, who works at a local dispensary called No Worries, told the Press Herald, Cannabis is a natural plant that comes from the earth, and our people lived off the land, and they got their medicine from the land. Our indigenous people, they suffer a lot from diabetes and cancer and various other illnesses, but the cannabis really helps them. Stephanie Bowman, a breast cancer patient who used to work in healthcare and also a city council member for the Lower Brule Sioux Tribe, said, 
Unfortunately, the healthcare services provided by the Indian Health Service have failed so many in countless ways. It has left many to fend for themselves and endure so much pain and suffering that medical marijuana has proven to be life-saving. Alabama became one of 37 states to legalize medical cannabis after the state legislator approved the measure and its governor signed it into law in 2021. The state plans to begin accepting license applications for businesses on September 1, 2022. Florida-based company Metric has just announced a new contract with the state of Alabama to support their state's medical cannabis market regulation. Metric's traceability service uses a radio frequency identification system to tag the cannabis plants and products within the program from seed to sale. Metric CEO Michael Johnson said, As Alabama works to solidify its medical cannabis program, we're thrilled to have the opportunity to spearhead the state's first-ever track-and-trace program. Metric now holds 23 exclusive government contracts in every region of the U.S., including Washington, D.C., and it serves more than 300,000 users including growers, testing facilities, dispensaries, state regulators, and law enforcement officials. Alabama became one of 37 states to legalize medical cannabis after the state legislator approved the measure and its governor signed it into law in 2021. The state plans to begin accepting license applications for businesses on September 1, 2022. Florida-based company Metric has just announced a new contract with the state of Alabama to support their state's medical cannabis market regulation. Metric's traceability service uses a radio frequency identification system to tag the cannabis plants and products within the program from seed to sale. Metric CEO Michael Johnson said, As Alabama works to solidify its medical cannabis program, we're thrilled to have the opportunity to spearhead the state's first-ever track-and-trace program. Metric now holds 23 exclusive government contracts in every region of the U.S., including Washington, D.C., and it serves more than 300,000 users, including growers, testing facilities, dispensaries, state regulators, and law enforcement officials. <laughs>